In one of the first phone calls I had with Leo after the eye went missing, I asked him if he was certain it was stolen, that there was absolutely no possibility of it simply being misplaced. He gave me an adamant no, as he had the previous times I had asked him, and then dove headfirst into a rant that I still, to this day, can barely understand. Let's make one thing clear. Now, I'm going to tell you a story, way back when PB was just a little one. Now, back then, he used to run all around the warehouse. I should note that PB is Peter Bailey, Norma's nephew. He works at PGA as a clerk, performing odd jobs around the store whenever he's needed. At the time of this call, I had no idea who he was talking about. Now, PB was one of them boys that loved to get his hands on anything. He'd walk in your house and get those little sausage fingers over just about everything in your damn house. And he was fast, too. So, you know, he'd come in on the weekends over to my place uh, after school, and he'd roam through the hallways, touching. Just touching this and touching that. And so one day I was in my office, and I heard the loudest goddamn crack you ever heard. And I come out, and I finally find PB crying next to a split-open barrel, and there's gunpowder everywhere. Oh, wow. (laughs) That poor son of a bitch did not stop crying. That barrel must have fell on top of him or something. His mama hadn't come back yet, so I was going to make sure that she wasn't going to find out about this. So, you know, I asked little PB, what do you want? You know, some ice cream, popsicle, whatever. And you know what this son bitch tells me? He says he wants a cigarette. (laughs) How old was he? Must have been eight or nine. Anyway, I gave it to him, right? And so he runs out into the parking lot, giddy as can be. And it couldn't have been more than five seconds before he runs his pale ass back inside with his hands all singed up and burnt. Oh my gosh. What happened? Gunpowder, that's what happened. He was caked in it. Everywhere. You know, moral of the story is clean your fingernails before you take a smoke break. It's been almost a year since I had that phone call with Leo. And when everything wrapped up, I wasn't sure I understood exactly what happened. But now... Looking back on it all, digging up the past, I think I get it. And if you bear with me, I think you will too. I'm Corbin Eaton, and this is A Pretty Good Story. After finding out that PGA was in fact co-founded by a man named Dutch, I started asking around, but came up with close to nothing. Until one day, when searching for archival news footage, I found this. Hi, I'm Leo. And I'm Dutch. And together, we run Purdy Good Antiques right down here in Purdy. We've got just about everything you may want or need in this warehouse. You need some old taxidermy? We got it. NASCAR memorabilia? We got it. What about those old... I guarantee we got it. So come on down right off the 37 Highway. You can't miss us. Stop in and say hi. And while you're in, make sure to take a gander at our main attraction, the glass eye of R&B legend Sammy Davis Jr. If you need another reason to come down to PGA, then I don't know what to tell you, friend. So don't be a stranger at PGA. It wasn't much, but it was a start. A face to the name. Although... I have to admit, I wasn't even sure that Dutch was his real name. Nardo, PB, and Pissant don't exactly show up in the yellow pages, but thankfully, the name Dutch Bedford did. We're sorry. You have reached a number that has been disconnected or is no longer in service. Another dead end. So I went back to the source. The one who told me about Dutch in the first place. Hey Cheyenne, how's it going? 
Oh, Cheyenne can't come to the phone right now. She's in the shitter. I'm sorry. Uh, I can call back later if that's better. Sure thing. Who should I tell her's calling? Uh, just tell her Corbin from the podcast called. Uh, and you are? Peter Bailey, but most people just call me... PB, the young boy with burnt fingertips. I ended up speaking with him for about 20 minutes. He told me about growing up at PGA, always being surrounded by the worn-down items that filled the store. It was practically his second home. Some of the stories he told me sounded like something out of the Dukes of Hazard, especially this one involving a shotgun and a crop duster. When Dutch still owned the store with Uncle Leo, he'd always show off his new toys. He bought one of those air tractors, a big yellow one, and he took the roof off of it so you could lean over the side. Well, during turkey season, we'd fly over his property just pecking them off one by one, and Uncle Leo would be down in the field rustling them all, trying to make them harder targets. That's how I got so good at shooting. I owe that to Dutch. Aside from Cheyenne, uh, you're the only other person who has mentioned Dutch. Why is that? Between you and I, I don't think he did anything wrong. In fact, I'm still not sure what exactly went down between those two, but they just burn out. One day, Dutch was here, and then he wasn't. I'm careful to talk about him too much, though, because Uncle Leo would skin my hide. Hell, I see Dutch almost every month to go hunting, but if Leo knew that, he'd probably kill me. Dutch is still alive? I found a number, but it was disconnected. I just assumed he had passed. Ah, that's Dutch, all right. He tries to be as off the grid as possible, you know, no wires or nothing. Do you know how I could reach him, then? He'd probably have to come down here. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, I don't know if I could make that work. If and you change your mind, I got a dude at the La Quinta Inn. Name's Bub. He'll hook you up. Stay here while you're in town. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks for taking the time to talk, Peter. Hearing this news was disappointing. Everything until that point had been done from the comfort of my own apartment in Chicago. I had just begun my senior year of college, and skipping class to solve a small-town crime in Barry County, Missouri, didn't seem like the wisest idea. That's exactly what I thought when I got an email a few days later. The subject line read, Your flight has been booked for September 25th at 2.35pm. After reading the memo that said, We are going to solve this whole business, signed, Watson, it didn't take too long for me to realize who it was. Hello there, Inspector Sherlock. Leo, what's this flight about? Well, I reckon you can't get to the bottom of this from sitting at a desk in the city. Ain't that right? He had a point. Listen, I'd love to come down, but I've got other responsibilities. I've got school. When you got class? Tuesdays and Thursdays. Like I said, I'd love to make it, but I can't. It was a generous offer, but you're going to have to return the ticket. Horseshit. I don't know what to tell you. You'll only be missing one day of school. I mean, what's the harm in that? Another good point. Plus, I still had received no payment for the two ads I had done for him. Maybe going in person, I thought, would wrap things up. Wednesday to Monday? Okay, Leo. You win. I'll see you Wednesday. Wednesday.